to the startup and career show everything about startup life with founders corporate life with business leaders and career aspects so for today's session we have mr pranav saxena joining us is the co-founder of the world grad to talk about overseas studying opportunities post omicron hey pranav welcome to backstage would have received the pop up just press yes on that hi pranav welcome to backstage hi rishab thank you so much uh quick audio check can you hear me yes very well loud and clear and as we speak more and more people are okay. joining us okay. pranav wonderful wonderful So to all our listeners let me briefly talk about Pranav he currently heads the product at the world grad he developed a passion for the education sector while working with Parthenon EY as a management consultant before joining link education pranav spent 2 years with gil capital an early stage vc fund based out of chicago and mumbai he helped gil set up the operations here and split his time between operating gil portfolios and deal execution as part of portfolio operations Pranav worked with many high growth startups both as an operator and an outsourcing partner setting up the teams and processes to scale operations such as content generation data science data warehousing Pranav holds a bachelor's degree from IIT Delhi Pranav so as you begin what is this world grad all about and how did you start operations and what did you handle or manage here Sure. Thank you so much, Rishab, uh, Rishab, for that introduction. Um, so, the really the uh, idea for you know that my passion for education came as you as you in your introduction pointed. I used to work with uh, a management consulting firm called the Parsonon Group, and we did a lot of work in education there. Uh, and so that's really where the idea germinated because we had seen uh, what areas uh, in the education sector really you know. Uh, there were some real gaps, uh, uh, um, and so that's really where the passion for the education uh, started. Uh, the firm we are about five years old, uh, right? And when we started, uh, we basically started off as one of the leading, uh, and you know, we started off by helping universities around the world deliver their programs online. So think of the World Grad, of Thinking Education, and the World Grad as one of the leading online education providers uh, for you know universities around the world. And really, our mission and what we're trying to do at the World Grad, Rishab, uh, is using this capability of being able to be able to teach students and give them a great experience online. How do we make overseas education more accessible for students who are based in India uh, and in the subcontinent? so that's really what we are trying to do at the world grad in that how do we ensure uh, how do we as one of the leading online education in the country the country how do we make international degrees international education more accessible uh, to students uh, in india okay that's right. so that's that's, that's interesting pranav sorry please go ahead 
No, that, that, I think I think your second question was how you know what I currently do at the firm. So I am one of the uh, one of the co-founders, and uh, I essentially look after uh, all the programs. So very simply put, once a student comes into one of our programs and you know wants to go through to go eventually go eventually go overseas for their studies, the entire student experience, uh, their academic experience, and their non-academic experience, uh, what kind of partnerships we have with universities. uh etc so all of all those details around the program uh the partnerships etc is something that i can't say the worsi at the worsi at the world right okay okay so so uh, pranav i think that that's interesting uh that you provide a platform for people uh you know while they are uh, pursuing international studies so can you share the process how it works so for example once a student shows interest For the world grad, can you share what yeah. is the onboarding process? Sure. So let me. Uh, thanks for that question, Rishabh. Let me. Let me maybe try and explain what the world grad program is. Right. Yeah. We are. We are trying to provide, like I said, our mission and our objectives really is to international international education more accessible to students uh, in India. Right. The way we do that is we have set up these very interesting paths for students. that allow them to start their overseas education in a you know sooner from the comfort of their home in a much more cost effective manner and the way it is is essentially what the partnerships that we have with universities we have set up a path where students can study a part of their degree from the comfort of their home before they even have to travel right so what that means is let's say you are a student who wants to go to the us to for your undergrad study right as an example uh, the us typically has a four year undergraduate degree our program allows students to complete about one year of their studies before they even travel right so if this is an undergrad student right after they complete their class 12 they can complete about one year of their undergraduate degree from the from the comfort of their home do this in a very cost effective manner do this so that you know they have become very comfortable with the us education system uh get us credits and then travel to the us and continue their year 2 year 3 year 4 studies on the campus of their choice and and that's i mean we we sort of replicate that program and structure all the all our partnerships and countries that we uh, help students get to so whether that's the us uk um uh, australia dubai which are some of the more popular destinations right so that that's how uh, that's how the world grad program is structured Uh, and that's how we help students um so to answer your question in terms of the process it's really uh, simple our first question and when students come to us the first question is not what is the world grad the first question is i want to go to australia how can you help me right i want to go to the uk can you please tell me about how i can go to over study overseas at the uk so the process really is and this is the need of the hour as well in the market today right today we are in a state where there's so much information that Uh, so give, to give you an example we did a survey recently which are 150 students responded and despite there being so much information out there about even said there said they are very confused about what are the financial requirements what are the visa requirements what are the processes around going overseas there is just so much information that there is actually confusion now so the way the process starts is by honest counseling 
where we will talk to the student about okay let's look at your profile let's look at your finances let's look at everything you guide you guide you towards what you know which country should you consider which university should you consider etc once the student you know has understood that process and you know uh, wants to go ahead and says yes this is something that i want to pursue i do want to go overseas we will then enroll the student and get them an offer letter you know whichever you know whichever university they want to go to and then basically students would start studying their undergrad degree with us where they would study the first semester or first year whatever that uh, structure is get their visa formalities done and then travel overseas for to continue the remainder of their degree well i think pranav this is this is very uh, interesting because uh, all these years we have seen counselors across different streams right so there there are institutes who actually offer counseling to students for going abroad and all but i think you guys have yep. taken it as much much uh, ahead because you're not only onboarding people uh, for their studies but you're also enrolling them from the comfort of their home right i mean so that's a very interesting uh, idea if i were to say and it was an even from a startup standpoint this is a very good indicator to all our listeners as well that how to identify a business potential this counseling as a profession was there for many many years right it's not new but i think how pranav and his team has taken it to a different level completely using technology so that's very fascinating pranav no doubt about that so having said that uh, in terms of scale and size how many universities and colleges are partnered with worldgrad uh um so sir at this point as we speak we have about 60 plus universities who we are partnered with right and this is a number that's growing uh, and uh, expanding very very rapidly because we do want to make sure we have uh, you know we can give as many options to students so we have 60 plus partner uh, uh, partner universities and these are spread across the us as i mentioned the uk um, and australia uh, dubai Switzerland, some of these sort of key destinations that students uh, from India prefer uh, to go to, and we are adding partners very, you know, very, very rapidly, very, very quickly. Okay, great. So, Pranav, can you can you show uh, throw some light on the top of uh, you know which are some popular courses uh, on on Walgrad and what are the students who are you know what are the streams that they are opting for? so so uh really you know uh it it really depends because i don't think there is uh, it's very hard to define sort of at any point in time this is a particular uh theme or this is a particular course that is uh, that is uh, very popular because obviously these tend to change with time in the desk in the destinations right so your question for example is also valid not only around the particular course but around particular destinations because um you know there are a lot of regulatory changes keep happening because of which you'll see two years in between where let's say a particular destination let's say uk becomes very popular and then you will see some regulation changes that makes that makes the us a lot more popular and then you know it'll be some other country um so it really keeps changing but there are of course a few trends right so for example if i talk about the us we know that uh, typically students who are going to the us we've seen prefer stem programs when i say stem just to just to science uh, technology and engineering and math that's what stem stands for right so when we talk to students who are looking to go to the us about 70 to 80% of the students prefer stem program 
which are more technical, more science, more engineering related, right? So that's sort of, and within we've seen we've seen some one of the most popular courses is computer science. So a lot of the students who we speak to who want to go to the US are always speaking to us about doing a bachelor's in computer science, bachelor's in you know cybersecurity, bachelor's in data analytics as a part of computer science, etc. So that's really one one uh, you know popular field field or bucket of courses that we've seen um, be very popular among students at this point. Uh, versus if I talk about some other countries, so for example, if I talk about the UK. we know it's the financial capital of the world and could maybe that's the reason why we see a lot more students being interested in business courses so you know the proportion reverses where when we talk to students who want to go to the uk we've seen about 70% students are interested in doing a bachelor's in business for example like versus more technical computer science type of courses um and the and you see a similar sort of story sort of play out uh, in other countries like australia So it it really varies, Trisha. Uh, but yeah, those are sort of some interesting um, trends that we have seen uh, in the in the you know in, as as we sort of uh, have had conversations. So, uh, Pranav, uh, thanks for elaborating on that. Uh, but when it comes to destinations, you you mentioned yeah. that you are you are partnering with many many institutes, over sixty of them right now, right? Uh, Yeah. So you do you also see opportunity coming across in the eastern segments? So, for example, uh, people looking out for Japan, China, for that matter, even Russia of late. So, <clears throat> great question, Rishab. The reality, the reality is, uh, look, the uh, you can call it. I think I I think of it as a boon, right? Because because of our uh, because of our history, today we are majorly becoming an English speaking country. uh and because of that what you will see is uh students will always have a preference for anglophone countries right because obviously there is no learning curve in terms of the language uh rushab hmm. so to answer your question could some countries like russia japan china etc be there are definitely certain niche courses that do have a lot of preference so for example if i were to talk to students students looking for the medical stream particularly right uh russia is a russia is a very very popular destination among students and that's a niche that the country has built it, built out for itself so there may be certain niches um such niches that will come up having said that i do believe uh, uh so at this point if you look at the top four destinations uh for students from india it's essentially canada the us the uk and australia those are the top four destinations that take up the bulk uh of the students who are traveling overseas for the studies and i think that's going to uh remain uh uh years uh, now what may happen is like i said the relative proportions may change right mm. so uh so for example covid is a great example where the last two years the students who are following this would have seen that australia was one of the most conservative countries so over the last two years from the point covid started recently recently Australia fared very very poorly among international students because their borders were completely closed with no visibility on what's happening. However, in the last six months, Australia has completely tried to change that. Where if you look at a lot of the policies that they have implemented, right, the pound pound. So, for example, the Australia visa is one of the most expensive where students have to pay close to thirty thirty five thousand rupees, and Australia just last week announced that. Uh, They waived off that fee 
which is a which is a big cost advantage one of the other things that students look for when they travel is is how long they can work when they st- as students you know uh, students uh, want to do part time work when they are uh, in these countries and generally there is a cap on how much students can work part time uh, australia recently lifted that cap right so there are a lot of these regulation changes that australia has now done in the last and because of that i'm sure you know we are already seeing that in the kind of demand that's coming in um that australia is suddenly starting to see favor among international students again so to answer your question rushab i do think that the bulk of uh, student interest will remain in sort of these four main anglophone countries in the in the coming years within them the relative share may may change so you may see some one country become more popular than the other for a couple of years and then vice versa right and uh, i'd like to add to that that you know it is this is a very uh, interesting problem uh, uh, not problem to very interesting uh, you know you get as students you may get spoiled for choice because of this and so one of the interesting things that we have tried to do with our programs rushab with the world grad program is try to make it one to many what that means is we have tried to build and design programs year one programs programs that will feed into multiple universities across multiple destinations right which means that let's say a student starts their first semester of an undergraduate bachelor's in business that under that first semester of studies is recognized by about 15 different university partners some of which some of which are in the uk and some of which are in the australia is uh, are in australia which means that when a student student starts their semester one studies with the world grad they have the option of taking those studies and taking the advantage of that first semester studies and they can go either to australia or to uk right so we always try and is advantage advantage that this program offers in that it keeps options like that open for students wow well, i think pranav this is this is a very very innovative stuff if i were to uh, say so right i mean because there is always always a hassle for a student when when they are applying to foreign universities now on top of it you are simplifying that but at the same time you are giving them options that even after pursuing a year they can they can go and change not only universities but also countries so that's an interesting take but but i want i want to know on specific thing that how 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 does the curriculum work then i mean if they were to join the world grad world grad program for the first year uh how will it be applicable and how will the universities agree to that if you can throw a little more light on that that's an interesting topic that you uh, taken up sure sure so uh, i think that's a very interesting question because one of the things that the universities are most worried about is you know to students to students to other institutes for their study and i think really that's uh, like i mentioned we are about 5 years uh, you know the company is about 5 years old now uh, and really one of the biggest successes of the company has been our ability Rushab to have these academic partnerships with the university, right? Uh, we have now supported over ten, you know, uh, provided online education to over ten thousand plus students with so many universities that we have built the ability uh, and trust of all of these global universities. We are so, for example, the Australians as for the last 3 years or last 2 years they've been you know we are invited to their conferences to speak about how online education should be delivered the world grad has published in very very uh, 
reputed peer reviewed journals talking about our online support and how we deliver education right right we are quoted by universities on our ability to teach uh, and support students we received multiple awards uh, over the last 3 years again for our online support and online teaching the reason i'm giving you these uh, all of these small bits of data is to tell you that really what we have focused on in the last minute is our is our ability to make sure that the academic experience and curriculum we give to the students is is you know at par with the universities the second and very very important thing uh, rushab is any world grad program that the student studies is fully recognized by our, by our partner institution right so this is not a separate individual course or a certificate course that the student is doing no all world grad programs are recognized by these universities wow right which means that and the way you get the way you know that let's say you're a, let's say you're a student you were asking about the process right let's say i decide to study for 6 months with a world grad and then go to a university in uh, in the us what we will do is we will get you an offer letter from the university even before you start your 6 months of studies with the world grad right so it's not that you complete your first semester here and then you go to any of these universities and ask them for an offer letter no we will complete your admissions process get you an offer letter before you even start studying with us now the offer letter will say which will say that okay you are going to finish one semester with the world grad and then come join us on campus right so to answer your question rushab all of our world grad programs are designed in conjunction with the universities and they are all recognized by the universities right and the assurance that the student gets is that even before they start studying they always always advise the students never to start studying anything forget the world grad but never start studying any such program without before receiving confirmation from the university that you're going to go to right and so all our students have a valid offer letter from whichever university they want to go to in their hand before they even start studying with us wow that that's exciting uh, pranav because this is truly revolutionary if i were to say so but uh, so tell me one thing pranav because when it when it comes to edtech right uh, so when, when you will have teachers teaching different sort of courses now again uh, i'll fall back on the customization thing right because you're not only customizing the offering to students out there but at the same time you're also ensuring that the same uh, what is what is taught is valid across multiple institutes as well so how do you uh, impart this education to students what is the method i mean how do you get these teachers quality quality teachers there sure <clears throat> sure rishab so i mean uh i think uh, i mentioned this before but the academic experience that a student has uh is extremely important to us and i would i i would i'm very proud to say that it is definitely one of our differentiators as well right actually in the actually in the academic experience we can give to students uh right uh there are multiple aspects in the way we teach that make the students academic experience great so to give you a few examples right no matter which education institute around the world you go to you will always you know has has have uh some academic support in some structured manner however students who are studying with the world grad get access to a experienced educator 
their teacher essentially unlimited one on for like, unlimited one on one support like just as an just as an example any student who studies with the world grad can speak one on one to their teacher for as long as they want for any day of the week that they want right since these are international programs we ensure that all our programs have two sets of teachers they will so they will have access to an international faculty as well as an india based faculty space time space time zone right one of the big problems with international programs is these classes generally happen at weird time so a lot of students will tell you that when they started studying online in the last two years you know if you're doing studying with a us university you had students who were studying at 2 am at 3 am and all these weird times right all in 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 for indian so these are programs designed for indian students so even even when we have a foreign faculty the faculty is teaching at a time that is suitable for indian students so there are multiple such things that like i mentioned that students have access to both types you know international and india based faculty they get access to unlimited one all all seven days of the week uh, all these classes are done in isg friendly time zones uh, we realize that we want we want online learning to be online learning right we don't want just classes on happening on zoom so the online platforms that we use these are truly online platforms where students can content content do weekly activities on their phones on their tablets so they don't need to be sitting in front of a laptop um you know so there are multiple such factors that really make that online experience for the student uh i believe to be a you know what i believe to be a very strong differentiator as compared to any other almost other provide uh, uh, you know doing online education at this point um the second thing that i think that is very important so this is of course the academic experience the other bit of the student experience that i was talking about earlier uh, i think is just this very simple concept of honest counseling right and as you said the idea and business of student counseling is quite old right there's nothing new there there have been overseas agents and overseas recruiting agents um, for the last many decades who been the students having said that when we surveyed students you know the 150 200 plus 200 plus students who responded to our survey 70% 70% of them still think that they they don't know basic things such as what are the financial requirement for going overseas what are the visa requirement for going overseas they in fact on the river 70% said they they are very clear on what the covid protocols are so that everyone knows but they still don't know basic things such as what financial what visa they what visa they will have to uh, show etc etc right so i think the second bit of the student experience is just being able to simplify this whole admissions process and admissions journey for the student uh, and just being able to honest you know, do some honest counseling for the student where they understand this process and and are able to take on inform, informed uh, decision and informed call about what they want to do and where they want to study wow prano i think this is this is very very fascinating because uh, you know i had a follow up question to you on this that how are you different from other edtech platforms but my so far in the into the conversation i believe whatever you have spoken you are very very different from possibly all the other platforms existing <laughs> or is there anything more to it that you can add no i i think uh, i think uh, yeah we we've covered a lot of the points but again you know i don't uh, uh, i always i always try to make this distinction that our, our and i go back to our mission that really all we want to do is try and make international degrees more accessible to students so um 
I would not necessarily even compare uh, myself to uh, you know uh, someone 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 who's using very fancy technology or tutoring, etc. Really, what we are trying to do is focus on student experience and just make sure that these students who want to go overseas for their studies have a good experience, have all the information they need, and are able to access these degrees in a cost-effective manner, uh, which is very important. Got it. Got it. So, Pranav, you mentioned that you also help with the visa guidance and all. So, do you also provide scholarships as well to students? So, we don't, Rusha. Uh, we don't. But the reality is, given the current situation, there are a lot of universities that have heard, heard, uh, you know, have been forthcoming in support for their students, and we make sure, obviously, that uh, students are aware of this and are able to leverage uh, all the support that universities are providing. I, so, Pranav, sorry, right. I lost you in between. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no. I, so, I was saying that uh, we, so the world grad uh, does not offer our own scholarships, but of course, what we do is what we do ensure is that um, you know, at this point, and general, and generally, universities have been extremely forthcoming with support for international students in terms of bursaries and scholarships and discounts and uh, we ensure uh, that we are able to pass these on to the student. Number two, given that we are academic partners to these institutions, we are also able to uh, you know, negotiate much deeper scholarships for students. So because students are studying a part of their degree and then coming to universities, you know, we are able to build into our partnerships conditions where we said, okay, if a student does well in the first or first or first year that they do with the world grad, the student will get additional scholarships. So we are able to generate financial benefit for the student in that manner, right? These are scholarships that would not have been accessible to them otherwise. But because they're starting with us and are displaying their performance uh, for six months or for 12 months before they get, they can unlock additional scholarships to the universities. Which is, and we've seen students uh, benefit massively from that. Uh, just that aside, right, Prashab, I do want to talk about the cost saving because I've you know mentioned it a couple of times. Yeah, and this is extremely important because, uh, and I will say this very bluntly, uh, uh, in any student conversation that we've had, uh, I was referring to you know when we you know, surveyed students multiple times, cost of education is a very very important aspect for students. Right, mm. and it, rightly so, because studying overseas is expensive. No doubt about, no doubt about that. And so, while students always talk about, you know, what kind of jobs I will get, how long can I stay back, the university ranking, etc. Cost is always one of the big factors that they are concerned about, and rightly so, because it's for a lot of students who are going overseas, it is, you know, their entire family savings that are being put into this. And, you know, someone, you know, someone mortgages their house to get a student loan and then go do their studies, etc. So these are. Very big financial decisions that their families are taking on the students' behalf, and that's something that again we really wanted to address uh, when we set up this program, right? The way we set them, uh, the way we set these up, Rusha, is um, since the student is studying that first semester or first year with us, we are able to significantly reduce 
the tuition fee that the student pays and of course they are staying at home right they are studying this from home so they cut out any expense of state his country his country which is what we call as the living expense right so when you go stay overseas obviously you have to pay rent and you pay a food and travel and all of that as a result we are able to reduce the overall cost of education in some cases by up to 40 to 45% my compromise compromising on the student's academic outcome in fact if anything only bettering it right so which means that let's say the total cost of education was going to be 1 crore as an example the student can start with a world grad study a year here and then go 3 years to the us and complete this entire degree instead of spending per or 1 per or 1.2 crores doing that they can do this now in about 70 lakh rupees right and that again is a major advantage and major benefit uh, that uh, that this program offers that i wanted to sort of just bring out um, since you spoke about scholarships so not only are we able to unlock scholarships for scholarships for students we are fundamentally able to reduce the cost of that international education that international degree for students without compromising on their uh, academic outcome in any way that that's uh, quite exciting pranav because i think what you you know elaborated on i think that was very good because in a way everybody gets scholarship is what i understand right i mean because the living expense goes down the tuition fees goes down for at least a year and that's a huge chunk of money no doubt about that so i think uh, so uh, any 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 other advantages for students to apply uh, you know through world world grad rather than directly applying to these colleges apart from one to many that you explained earlier are there any more benefits sure. students get sure absolutely so i i i've we spoken about a few of them but i'll just summarize them i think um right and i i want to caveat this rushad by saying that not not every student would start that or should or should start with the world grad right i want to be very clear when we speak to students we give them very candid advice and there are a number of students for example where who come to us and say look i know you're great but i don't want to study online and i don't have a financial problem right my my parents my family is well off and i don't want to save this extra money in which case we are very happy to send the student directly to the university and that's fine not a problem at all right and that's something we can help with also because we are helping the student with the admission process as well so i want to caveat this by saying that i you know there are students for whom this will be advantages and there will be students for whom students for whom this is not and who want to go directly to the university and that's absolutely fine that you know we are very very supportive of that right uh with that caveat some some of the advantages as you as you asked and you've covered some of these the first one i think is the cost right so it obviously reduces the overall cost very very important for students based out of india number 2 we spoke about the one to many option that again is a big advantage that students uh, are able to use the third advantage uh brochure that we haven't necessarily spoken about but is very important is academic right what happens is when students cease to cease to study one of the things that no one talks about so let me give you a simple statistic right if i look at some of the countries like australia or uk did you know that one in three students so about 32 to 33% of students international students going to these countries fail at least one subject in their first semester oh right 
that is something that no one will tell you and this is all published data so i'm not making this up this is published government data from these countries right why or why does this happen this does not happen because these students or or are not bright but when you think about a student going overseas right and especially when you think about an undergraduate student this is a 17 18 year old student as i'm hoping would be a lot of our audience today right So a lot of them have actually never stayed outside of home. They've always been at home. Suddenly, suddenly, you have not only put them in a different city, but you put them in a different country. Right? There are language barriers that they have to overcome. There are cultural barriers that they have to overcome. Suddenly, in addition to studies, they are also worrying about what to eat and how to stay, and they have to cook food for the first time in their lives. Right? That that the academic system. in all of these western countries is very different from the indian system right where we do we focus as we all know a lot of our schools do focus a little more on prescriptive learning right where it's little more broad based you have to learn and write etc versus all of these western countries learning based learning based where you have to read submit a thesis prepare a report prepare arguments etc right they don't do that many live exams for example and so what happens with us is a lot of students the very bright students when they are you know in india studying in india but because of this massive change in the study studies and in you know the setup in general for the first 6 to 12 months students struggle right for obvious reasons for all the reasons that i just mentioned and i think that is another big advantage that we are able to give to students because what happens is when the student studies the world grad program for the first 6 months or for the first 12 months they are actually studying that australian curriculum or that uk curriculum but from the comfort of their home right which means that in the first 6 months they don't have to worry about anything else right they don't have to worry about their living conditions they are at home and from that comes focus focus on acclimatizing towards or acclimatizing to the new form of studies right the new form of assessment and what happens is once they have done that and then they travel to the campus for study they are just academically so much better prepared and that is one of the reasons why universities also like partnering with us because the students who come to campus after having studied this program are academic are academically just so much better prepared because they have studied the university curriculum already for about 6 months to a year before they get to campus right so that big third big third big advantage prashant so we talked spoke about the cost we spoken about i think this academic advantage which is very very important for international students right and then the third of course is the admissions process itself so the process is time consuming it's not tough but it is time consuming and there is it will there is still there is still information gaps for students and parents and we try and simplify that process we try and remove that information gap and make sure that the student can focus on studying and not everything else well i think pranav you explained it beautifully and i must say this because this is the challenge that so many students beat uh, my friends and you know we've, we've seen people struggling and what you're saying is absolutely right when they first enter a new country and then in a completely state of shock because of so many uh, limitations or the challenges they face i think this this definitely addresses a bigger problem uh, in a way with world grad so uh, pranav um, 
what support is provided by world grad once a student completes the part of the course with you and then flies to the chosen destination and attends college physically so once the student we are we are uh, you know we support the student right up to the point where they get this uh once the student is on campus and at the university sir they are part of the university system so they will have access to all the support systems that the university offers but then you know at that point you are now in the university system so we don't really actively uh, involve us as at that stage and okay. uh, uh we have had students because they've had such a good experience we've had them go to campus and then come back to us you know and say you know this is great but i've got this math subject that i'm doing this term and you know i'm finding it a little tough can you still help me and of course we are more than happy to help our students so we would you know give them academic support and help with that we're always open to doing that but to answer your question we obviously help with the admissions process teach them that first semester help them make sure they get to campus once they do get to campus they are then part of the university system and leverage all the support system that the university or the college provides uh, to their campus students got it got it so pranav uh, there are there are few questions in the in the chat box as, uh, as well and i think i'll take uh, one by one so i think ashi one yeah. of our listeners is uh, asking uh, asking you what do you what do you think is the major mismatch in terms of students mindset of pursuing masters overseas and the reality of making it happen in terms of the market offerings right uh, so i'm not i'm not fully sure i understand the question uh, ashi um, so is i mean yeah, can we ask ashi maybe ask the question so or is that uh, so uh, yeah. what 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 i understood of the question is uh, is there a mismatch in terms of a uh, uh when when somebody pursues an overseas uh, masters course right and yeah and then compare it with the uh, what is the reality that happens uh once they are on the job i believe this is what my understanding sure. is ashish sure. so let correct? me try yeah or else you can join the speaker panel as well in the meantime yeah uh, pranav please go ahead Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd be happy if uh, they would clarify the question. But to answer that that uh, interpretation, Rushab, I I think again it goes back to the point you're information information, right? Um, it is a big financial decision and a big life decision that students make when they when they you know when they decide to go overseas for their studies, and it is hence important that they have all the necessary information. So, for example, uh, when we send students. For seventy-five percent of them, the one of the most, the first or second most important criteria when they're choosing where they want to go to study is what is called the PSW, the post-study work permit. Right? Hmm. A PSW, in a very simple term, is how long can I stay back in that study to my study to my studies to work? Because it is understandable that students are going overseas to study, and they would want to stay back in that country and work for a certain period of time. Right? different different countries have different periods different rules depending on uh, you know different streams so for example single stream will stream will allow with a certain you know degree you can get 2 years but with a, another degree you can get 3 years of post study work permit and so on and so forth so my point i was getting to was i think studying overseas for a masters is a great option it gives you global exposure it opens up opens you up to mark job mark job market etc 
but students need to be aware and informed right they should not be gullible and fall for marketing gimmicks that say oh if you you know go overseas and that's it you know your life is made they should be very aware of okay once i study what is my cost of education going to be what is mens going to be mens going to be once i finish my study what is the psw that this country offers okay the psw is 3 years which means i can stay back for a three more years on my student visa to work when when i work what is the average salary that i can expect right? and that is this is data that's available so they should speak to students they should teachers okay what are the kind of jobs that are available what is the average salary going to be so they should be informed on all of these aspects before they make the decision so it and it is only when they don't do that that you will see that this mismatch happens right because someone who's incentivized to send a student overseas will tell you will give you the will give you the moon and stars saying that aap bahar chale jaiye bas aapki to life bach jayegi right that's not the case true i do i you know if i had the chance if i could rewind and go and do one of my degrees overseas and i still wish to do that i would love to go overseas right it's a great experience i have so many friends from my you know from my iit days who are now and then master and then masters in uh, in the us and in australia and all these countries and i think it's a great option when i talk about and when i speak to them about their experience so is it a good choice to go overseas of course it's a great experience but it is also contextualized to each student right if you ask me i'm going to you know i don't have the money so i'm going to loan take a loan take a loan against everything i own and then go and leave no more money for my family should i still go man some change right uh so you need to be informed before you make the decision so that there is no mismatch in your expectations and what you actually get true true prana true that so ayush uh, has another question uh, and he's asking so i wanted to understand when we speak to overseas agents or counselors what are the top three things that the students and parents should consider about their advice without being totally gullible yeah great question uh, great question ayush um so again there is no always there is no one right answer but if i were to you then give you then give you the top three things that you as a student or parent should be aware of and the information that you should try and gather from any counselor or overseas agent you're talking to is number one number one the cost of education right so make sure you fully understand all the aspects of education of education which includes uh your tuition fees scholarships financial aid living expense so students don't realize this but the living expense of a student uh factors for about 50% of the total cost so if i when i said for example you will spend 1.5 1.5 1.5 crores on your education the reality is 60 to 70 lakhs of that is just living expenses right because you're staying for 4 years or 3 years in a different country so number the first and foremost make sure you understand your cost of education which includes multiple heads like i said tuition living expense etc 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 number 1 number 1 the second thing i would uh, i would uh, very strongly recommend is uh, knowing is this you know i spoke about the post study work permit right very very important because most in fact all the students that we speak to are always uh, you know they want to stay back in the country and work for a certain period of time so understanding what these post study work rights are how long how will you be eligible etc etc is very important and of course the third thing that you should fully understand is your degree right so a lot of international students don't uh, 
realize this, but when you talk about it is a colleges and colleges and universities, there are multiple options, multiple degrees, multiple majors um, that they can look at. So make sure when you, for example, get an offer letter, and it is very common, right? When we today also when we get a long document which has three or four pages of terms and conditions, we tend to skip it. Can't see that, right? Right? True. True. Don't do that. So when you get an offer letter, for example, read it. What are the dates? What are the costs that they're talking about? What are the degrees that they're talking about? What major are they talking about? What are the rules around? Oh, I don't want to study data science now, but I want to study data analytics. Can you change? What campus are you going to? Right? Do your research around these. Things. So I think as a student, as long as you are aware of number one, the university, university ranking, and the program you are going for. Number two, you are very clear about the the nuances of the post study work permit, of the visa processes, of the financial requirements around that. And number three, of course, the you know dovetailing from the finance, the total cost of education. As long as you attend, you know you are fully aware and informed of these three things. You would have ticked off most of the major questions and requirements that you have. This, in no way, is exhaustive. Of course, like I said, it's a big decision. So there are a lot of that go around, that go around, that go in. But generally, to answer the question that I think Anshul had uh, asked, uh, Ayush, my apologies. Uh, these are sort of the first three things that you should focus on, and that will help you make a decision uh, around where you want to go. Well, thanks, thanks for that uh, elaborate uh, response, uh, Pranav. In fact, Rahul is asking a question, and he, you did try to uh, answer it a bit. And he's asking, what is your advice on education loans for students who are looking to study abroad? Do you think it's a necessity if the financial conditions are strict? Is it worth it? Sure. Um, so again, this is a tricky one, Rusha, because 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 it really depends on your financial condition, right? Um, so, so, what is your family income? How many assets do you have? There are so many questions that go and help in determining this. Um, so it's very hard for me to say. I think there's no there's no one simple answer as to right, one's a good idea. One's a good idea. Having said that, um, the reality, the fact of the matter, um, Rahul, is that majority of the students who are going overseas do go with an education loan, right? If you look at the proportion. Majority of students are going with an education loan, and the simple reason for that is the way loans work. Loans work is they are banking on you going overseas and getting a high-paying job there. So students are able to reduce the burden on their families because what a loan means is that you go overseas, start your studies, and then once you start working over there, you can start paying back the loan, the income, the income that you start generating, right? Um, it's also it's also easier in terms of cash flows, right? Because families don't generally have this much ready cash. Flow. So, from all of those perspectives, student loans are definitely a great option. It's also fairly tried and tested because you know all your national banks have been education, education, education loans for a long time. So there's generally a fair bit of clarity around how these loans work, etc. Um, so yes, student loans are a tried and tested option. I think they are a, they are a great option for students to explore uh, if you don't have the financial means ready in terms of capital. Again, again, it is a very personalized choice, right? Uh, depends on what your family situation and what your personal situation. Is. There is no one right answer that will work. True, true, absolutely. So, uh, uh, Pranav, I think 
Amit has got an interesting question and he's asking that looking at the countries, what do you think are the top two picks if we are to pursue postgraduate business degrees? Uh, uh, again, uh, I, I, I hate giving this answer in terms of like, it's, it's, it's very relative or it's very contextual to the students, right? So there are certain countries that some students may like, certain laws may not, may not. There are other factors that go into the decision. So for example, if your intention is to migrate, right? Um, like this is a very important factor. If your intention is to go to a country and try and stay back, there are certain countries that have easier, uh, you know, PR norm, right? Right. So for example, all of us know that Canada is a country that is relatively easier to stay back in. So if the student's intention is to go there and work there and try and migrate, a lot of students would prefer a destination like a Canada or an Australia, for example, right? At the same time, from a quality of education standpoint, we know the yeah, Australia, Australia, U and UK and the US for that matter. US has the highest number of high-ranking universities in the world. So if you're looking purely from the point of view of, okay, I need to go, get a really great degree, work for a couple of years and then come back to India, US is a great option. So it really depends again uh, and what your and what your intention is. It depends on the cost. US is a more expensive destination, uh, and Australia or a UK may be relatively, you know, slightly uh, lower in terms of the cost of what your ability to spend on the education is, what your intention is. Um, so it really depends on all of these factors. Uh, but again, the four destinations that I know are very very popular are Canada, US, Australia, UK. If you're looking at post-grad studies, I would say definitely look at, I mean, the US, UK, and Australia, great options, all three very great options, very popular among engineering students. Uh, and we have a lot of students who are doing very well. Doing those, doing those, doing those so, Pranav, I again seem to have lost you a bit at the very end. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Not sure where you lost. Me. Can you hear me now? No, at the at the very end, I could I could hear okay. all of your explanations. So nothing that I have missed per se. So on that note, Pranav, uh, does Worldgrad also have tie up for postgraduate courses? Yes. Yes, so that's interesting. So again, again the similar structure, I believe, right? Yes. So now in the postgrad structure, it may be a little different because the primary difference between undergrad versus postgrad is that the postgrad degrees are shorter, right? Yeah. Uh, so they're either in some cases two years, in some cases one year. So obviously, if you're doing a one year degree, you don't want you to do one year online. Then it, it makes no sense for that. True. Um, so in postgrad, there we of course allow students to go directly to the university. Or, for example, what happens on the postgrad side is the entry requirements are generally tougher, right? At the undergrad, you are only giving your class 12 scores, which are easier to, uh, you know, they're not that many factors. When like postgrad, postgrad, you are looking at the work experience you've had, your undergrad degree and what score you got there, your school marks, etc. So a lot of times, there are some gaps that students have in their studies and work experience to achieve a certain master's. So, you know, for a master's program, we would have something like a pre-master's program where students can do three and that will help them bridge any gaps that they have in terms of their English language capability or work experience or study experience, etc. So we would offer, you know, it may be slightly different formats, but the, I mean, the bottom line is, yes, we do 
help postgraduate students as well. Interesting. So Radha, uh, one of our listeners, has written in the chat box that she read a blog on World Grads uh, page, and that was about UK's visa acceptance rate and the mistakes students mm-hmm. make. So I believe mm-hmm. the reasons mentioned are same for all countries. Is the UK's process difficult though? Right. Uh, so the not say not say easy or difficult, especially at the undergrad level and for student visas. I, I think is similar across countries. uh the process of course will vary so the nuances of the process will vary but radha you are right in your assertion that some of the common mistakes that student makes are common uh, some mistakes students make students make are common the single biggest mistake that students make is financial or inability to show financial capability right uh the all these countries when you know when they all the visa authorities they are very concerned that students who are coming to their country should be genuine students right hmm and just important important parameters for being genuine is do you have the ability to fund your studies you slash your family right and you have to be very careful in making a financial case do you have the required assets you know for example if oh i am going to be funded by my grandfather or my grandmother or my in in india we we have families who support so mere to chacha dene wale hain Yeah. It is not okay. You cannot just go and say, "Okay, X Y Z person, my chacha dene wale." That doesn't work. So you, there is a process around it. You have to have that money for a certain amount of time in your bank account. It has to be in a certain format. There have to be certain legal declarations, etc., etc. So the point I wanted to make is that the process itself may vary, but one of the single biggest reasons why student visas get rejected is inability to show financial capability to fund your studies, or you know, not. Showing your financial resources in a proper manner—that generally tends to be the single reason. The second big reason why student visas are rejected, and these two account for, I would say, majority about seventy, eighty percent of student visa rejection, right? Is your inability to show yourself again as a genuine student? Because the other thing that a lot of these countries are worried about is students coming to these countries with the with the sole purpose of migration, right? these countries want students to come in to study to work for those one two three years and then come back to india right now of course they understand that students certain students may want to stay longer and you know extend their stay and there are ways of doing that but when you are starting off your studies you have to show that you are a genuine student who is looking to come to your country to study right not to migrate and it is a student you know uh, your ability to show that you are a genuine student not coming just to you know just to migrate and then do anything doesn't matter but you have to step into step and your students inability to show that is the second biggest reason why student visa generally get rejected right now the reason i think this is a great point so thank you for raising it now the first point of course we can help with the process right so we have a fairly experienced team that helps with the visa processing so Number one, number one. But the second point is something that we are really able to address with our programs because, Rishab uh, and uh, sorry, apologies, I forgot who had asked the question. Radha, I think it was Radha. Yeah, Radha. What the program does now? Think of yourself as a student, right? You are applying for your visa when you are going directly to university, which means that you are basically making a case that yes, I will get there and I am going there to study. Versus if you are studying with the world grad. you have already finished or completed 
studying one semester or one entire year of your university program and you go to a go to a visa officer and say look i what better way to show you that i am a genuine student than to show you that i have already invested the time and money to study and start my program i have already finished one semester or i have already finished one year and here's my gpa right so we have seen that we are able to spin this trend this trend then visa applications for our students because the fact that they have started their studies they have invested time and money to start their studies even before traveling there is no greater way than that of showing the visa officer that you are a genuine student absolutely bro. right i think so yes. that's a that's another advantage but uh, hopefully rather that answers the question around the process yes varies across countries but generally these are the top two reasons why student visas across any country would uh, typically get rejected interesting thanks for uh, thanks rather for this question and to shubham uh, and shubham is asking you a question that what do you think is the minimum work ex that a student should have before applying for mbas abroad uh, uh again don't uh, i don't think there's a cookie cutter answer to this one uh, shubham um in the sense that again, it just varies each, each each person i know i have friends who have gone and done an mba about two years of experience i have friends who are you know uh, my age and have done have 10 12 years of work experience and have then gone and done an mba um so there again again just really isn't uh, i don't think there's one uh, uh that i can give uh but the minimum experience i would say you know generally when you talk about overseas mbas they generally don't accept students with zero experience So I would say definitely gain a couple of years before applying. Um, so I would say you know if I were to give you a minimum, I for you have for you have a couple of years, so two years under your belt before you are applying, um, and then of course more the better. Yeah. So Pranav, uh, uh, moving on in view of the Omicron, there were there were certain concerns and expectations that students and parents would have, right? So what are some of them, and how are you addressing any of them? Uh, sorry, Rishabh, I I I lost uh, you there. Could you repeat that? Sure. So, in view of Omicron, or for that matter, COVID, right? There 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 would be certain concerns and expectations that the students or the mm. parents may have. So, yeah. Can you can you enlist some of them and the way Volgrad is trying to address it? Sure, sure. So, I think the first thing, uh, Rishabh, that's important to understand for the students is. because of covid and omicron particularly but just covid in general right studies in any of these universities have not stopped yet yes travel has been impacted but studies in none of these universities have been impacted what i mean by that is there are students who come to us and say are mai wait kar leta hu right covid ke liye 6 mahina 1 saal mein wait kar leta hu fir dekhte hain right and we always tell them that look the more you wait you are only a you know a gap in your profile between your studies now and your studies that you're going for and you will have to explain this later none of these universities have said you can't study with us governments have said you can't travel but studies are happening at all these universities whether that's online distance some are on campus etc so the point i wanted to make rishabh is that students should understand that yes covid has stopped travel but covid has not stopped studies and it is important to internalize this 
because you know we have students for example who finished their class 12 in 2021 right at months back months back and said look i will wait let me just wait for all of this stuff to go down let me get the let the delta variant go now omicron has come let me wait few more months and let it die down and now these students have been waiting for a year and will now start competing with students who finished their class 12 in 2022 for example right year one year one year of gap that they have to explain and you know for those who may not know generally a gap in your profile is something that is does not bode well for your profile so that is point number 1 of that yes covid is tough it's unfortunate that it has happened uh, but students should sign as a sign as a sign that let me just wait travel has stopped but studies have not so it is important that you internalize that the other important uh, the other aspect uh, of course the way we are helping this rushab is we are allowing students to start studying from the comfort of their home right so if you are a student who is starting your studies now but travel is uncertain don't worry you don't have to travel you can complete your first semester or first year from the comfort of your home it's from the safety of your home so that's obviously the one of the ways in which we are helping students in that in the times of these travel restrictions we've ensured that students can start studying their degrees without uh, worry about this travel and all these other constraints right um so that's uh, that's uh, that's obviously one obvious way in which we are helping students in addition to we know covid has impacted finances for a lot of students and so we've seen students when we talk to them about the financial benefits of doing this she appreciate appreciated because as you and i know that there are a lot of small businesses and individuals and families whose finances have also been impacted by covid in multiple ways um so that's really how we are helping students the other piece of advice that i always give to students and this is very interesting um when we speak to students right you would imagine that when we talk to them about when they so again alluding to the survey that we so we recently concluded this survey about a couple of weeks back so this is in the midst of omicron um and we spoke to students and asked them what is what are the primary factors that they consider when making a decision on where they want to go so let me ask you where do you think covid ranked so there were five factors what do you think covid would have ranked at the highest level that's what we thought but you know what it was ranked number 4 out of 5 factors wow and the only factor that was low has do i have do i have family members in that country so students care more about the quality of the university students care more about the cost of education students care more about the post study work permit and visa requirements and then they care about acha ji omicron ke karan kya chal raha hai right so the reality of this is that the reality of this is that students and this goes back to my first point don't be under this delusion that omicron ke karan mein pad nahi sakta nahi aisa nahi hai right students are still saying that look let me just make a decision independent of omicron right and let me see what universities best fees best for me okay this is what suits my budget this is a university that i like a program that i like etc and then you find the best way to study there now students do say of course you know 70% of them said yes their study plans have been impacted by covid by omicron what that means is they're not saying okay now i won't study there have been there have been delays or they have said okay it's been impacted in the sense that i may have you know uh, started in a different manner or chosen a different program all of that right 
So yes, travel plans and study plans have been impacted. But however, as students are making their decisions on where to study, focusing on focusing on what has traditionally been important to students, which is the stuff that I mentioned, and then they try and find the best way around. Okay, how do I now now that I know this is where I'm studying? How do I find the best way to tackle this situation of Omicron in terms of borders being opening? How can I travel? Okay, I can't travel now, but I can travel three months later. So you know, stuff like that. So I think uh, Pranav, this was this was uh, awesome the way you elaborated uh, and gave all the explanations, right? I think uh, Worldgrad is opening up. opportunities for people no doubt about that you're simplifying the process and i think uh, it's it's a great model that you guys have created as a, as a startup uh, idea if you know with all those people who are listening us live i think it's a great model but at the same time the service that you're providing i think it's a very very uh, you've identified a perfect need gap into the market i would say i think pranav uh, it was great having you here on backstage and it was wonderful speaking to you Thank you so much, Tushar. Uh, this was wonderful and kind words. It's been uh, an absolute pleasure um, talking about this. Obviously, this is an issue that's very close to my heart personally, and you know, for us as a as a as a company, right, right. Uh, you know, for our student experience and student success is paramount. So, I'm glad that I could share some of these thoughts with um, you know with you and with the audience that is uh, um, that has joined us today. Uh, so thank you so much for providing the platform, and I hope this was useful for for the folks who are listening. Oh, absolutely! So many, so much to take out, so much to learn. No doubt about that, Pranav. So thank you, thank you, Pranav. Thank you, listeners, for joining in today. Again, we'll catch up next week. Thank you. Bye bye. Perfect. Thanks, Vishal. Take care, and I uh, hope everyone stays safe. Thanks. Bye. Bye.